and welcome. My name is Sasha. I'm Isaac. And we are your hosts of the Spider-Man and DC Talk podcast. We'll be going over episode one of season two of Loki. So the actual episode starts where the last episode of season one ended, which was with Loki talking to Mobius and Hunter B-15. Yes. And they were wondering what was going on. In that episode, Loki gets pushed there by Sylvie back from the Citadel at the end of time to here. And we all believe that he has been thrown into an alternate branch TVA. We find out in this episode that that's not quite true, but we'll get to that later. Then we see a statue of Kang the Conqueror, which, or otherwise known as, he remains. And we wonder, why is he there? What do you think, Isaac? No spoilers in this bit. Why would you think so? Yes, what I thought when I when I saw this before knowing what happens in the rest of the episode, I thought that this TVA was under control of a different Kang variant. If you remember in the Quantumania first end credit scene, we saw like thousands of Kangs all preparing for war. And I assumed that one of them had taken control of the TVA and was like, I am the timekeeper. You have to all serve me. Okay, I phrased that badly, but you get the idea. That's what I thought. Okay, then Loki jumps onto a cart and then he goes flying through the air. The person panics, they hit to the main bit of the TVA where Casey's working. And look, I never noticed the symbol, did you? So I, mean, I never thought that, that was the TVA logo. I thought it was just TVA. In season one, I did not notice it. I did notice the symbolism when watching this episode. It is a shield and a sword and a time glass which says that the TVA, they destroy time when necessary and protect the rest of it, or at least, you know, that's the dogma. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I did notice this when I went over the first series again, but, you know, if you didn't realise it, you would have just thought that the TVA word was how it's spelled, like the logo. Anyway, then we find out that Casey has no memory whatsoever of Loki. It would, that would really support your theory, wouldn't it, Isaac? It would, because presumably if he's been transported to a branch TVA, everyone in it would have no idea what happened in the main branch. None of them would know Loki, because Loki is a Nexus event, so yeah, he wouldn't be in all the other branches. Yeah, and he's a Nexus event from another universe, mm-hmm. so they probably would, it's very small likelihood that they would ever get a Nexus event caused by Loki with this very same circumstances. That right? I mean, someone might recognise that he's a Loki, because Loki's had tend to look kind of similar, minus the alligator, but he, they wouldn't know that he was the Loki, so, yeah. No. And then... Yeah, we see uh, Casey pretending that he knows who Loki is. Oh, yeah. I got him. I found the intruder. I found the intruder. And then, look at this. This is a really scary... Stop him. We get this wonderful animation. I love the time-stopping animation of Loki. It is later described by Mobius as being born and dying at the same time. I'm not quite sure I agree with that because I don't think people, like, grow extra limbs when they're dying. But... (laughs) Being born. Anyway, yeah. And then, when Loki stops time-flipping, we find him in a different place. How does that happen? What did you think at this point, Sasha? So I thought originally, I didn't understand what happened. It was really weird. I thought it was like time slipping. It was going through time rather than through to a different TVA. I thought it was just like a different time zone. I don't care what Moby said. Oh yeah, there's no past the TVA. I don't care what he said. It's, it's still possible. I had suspected that there was time in the TVA because if there was no time in the TVA, 
then every branch, every Nexus event that ever happened would all happen at the same time for them. Then they would stop every branch ever and there would never be a branch ever again because they stopped them all at the same time. That's what would happen if there was no time in the TVA. So I always... I have a theory. Go on, first. My theory is that if you look closely, there are millions of timelines all around. They're all at different timelines, aren't they? Yeah. Everything happens at the same time. So I think, it like every minute... A whole new t- new timeline has gone over. There are only a few Nexus events each timeline. So at the end of Sloop, mm-hmm. every time it goes fully round, there are only about a certain amount, like 10, 5, something, 7, 15 Nexus events. And every time they go around, there are more and more. So like they always make a new Nexus event. So that makes sense. Yes. However, that would mean that the TVA was affected by time for them to have minutes even. Yes, yes, they would have to have time. Anyway, what I was trying to go into say, I think that I thought the TVA was affected by time right now, but I just thought Loki had been pulled into a new branch. That's what I thought at the time. Also, so now the next scene we're on is where Loki, he's in the future and he's talking to Casey. He doesn't understand how Casey doesn't know him. And yet now uh, he does. He, he didn't realise it looked different, the TVA, with the folds. And then he notices the crack, which wasn't there until... The thing dropped last time he was there. So he guessed it was a past. Your thoughts? Yeah, the same thing. I think this is where you realise that, no, he's not slipping through different branches because he cracked that floor and the crack is still there, but everything else has been rebuilt, meaning he is in the same branch because otherwise the crack wouldn't be there in other branches. It's not like causality in branches. They're all completely separated. So that means he's gone into the future and he's gone far into the future because Casey knows him here. And you can figure out for me that when Loki was in the past, he went to the past from before Casey had met him. And now he's gone into the future after Casey's met him. So now he knows him. And one more thing. This I won't explain why you need to know it. You'll we'll get to that a bit later with Ouroboros and stuff. Is that Casey says the crack has been there as long as he can remember, meaning he doesn't remember Loki falling out of the window and crashing on the floor and then getting ripped to shreds and disappearing. Otherwise, he would have said in the first episode, "Oh, you're the guy who smashed the logo last time I saw you." Yeah, here we see Mobius and X Five having a discussion about what to tell the TVA. So up until now, the TVA officers have always believed that they were created by the sacred time Reapers, built to preserve all of reality from dangerous Nexus events. They've been killing millions of people, but they don't feel like they're killing. They feel like they're saving reality because those people, they believe that they would create an incursion which would destroy everything. And so they believe they had to kill these people to save everyone else. All they say we find out that isn't true from episode four, season one. Yes, episodes four through six in season one deal with that. Anyway, everyone else is working like normal. These two and a few others realise what the truth is and that the timekeepers are fake and that they're just like massacring people to keep one guy in power. X5 believes that we should tell the whole CVA, you guys you need to stop. What you believe isn't true. Mobius isn't so sure about telling them. Right, X5, B15. Sorry, B15, I'm wrong hunter. B-15 says that. Mobius, he says, are you sure we should really tell everyone that everything you've been doing as a lion or your gods are dead? This is X-5, well, technically X-05, but there's no need to say the O because who cares about those number zero? So he talks to Mobius. We learned in the last episode, Mobius loves Jessica's prop. I, we have reasons to suspect why. We won't, it's not important right now. Anyway, B-X-5, 
he starts teasing Mobius about his jet skis. He's quite, a, he's quite an annoying person. Something you should notice, you don't see it in this scene, but in future scenes, you will see X5 stands like this. With hands in his collar and his arms dangling down, holding his arms next to his chest, just holding them down. Yeah, anyway, like this. And if you see in scenes, he has a scar on his arm here. And then so just he has a scratch on his plate here. And then he has a scar on his arm here. They line up perfectly. That means that at some point in his life, someone attacked him with some kind of cutting weapon, maybe a sword or a machete, and he just stayed in that pose while he was getting mass stabbed at by the sword. Because that's the only way the scarf would line up perfectly. So yeah, he cares more about posture than he does about his own life. Which is not a good person you want to spend any time with. Anyway, after he mocks Joe Mobius about his jet skis and sea-doos, he says, okay, you and B-15 are wanted in the judges' room, so get over. He says, I wonder what that's about. And he like, no, no, he doesn't say like that. He says more like, I wonder what that's about. You know, like, he does sort of know. He doesn't know. That makes sense. Yeah. We see Loki arrive in the war room. Casey tells him to go there, but we just skipped with all that. And we see him finding five positions, or what, statues of Kang's or Pyramid's face. And quickly, I'm just going to mention, on the statue, his face gets chipped, which actually got chipped Kang the Conqueror, not he remains. His face, he's got like a like, sort of crackle, weird figure on his face, his left side. The actor doesn't have that, it's just based on the character. And he who remains doesn't have it, it's like a scratch that he got, and they put that on the statue, which I thought was quite good. Sorry, back to the war room, he's quite amazed. It's like five minutes after right now for him. Or three minutes after. What were your thoughts? Kind of summed it up, to be honest. Loki hears a recording. Something I should mention. A YouTuber, New Rockstars, he does breakdowns. I've had a look at one of his videos. He was breaking down this down, and on the recording thing, he zoomed on on it and then fixed the text so that like the text isn't blurry. The machine that you see here doesn't actually make recordings. The machine can zero in on any point in time and then suck the audio out of that time and then play it. So it's not clear when you watch this, but if you read the text, you can see that someone has gone and picked a point of time and then this machine has taken the sound out of that time. So someone, we don't know who, has got this sound out of a point in time. And it says that Ravona Renslayer and Kang the Conqueror used to be ruling side by side together. And then at some point in time, we don't know why yet, I'm hoping to find out tomorrow when the next episode comes out, wiped all of Ravona's memories and made her into a judge. So we now know that Ravona used to rule with Kang, but now she doesn't, and we don't know why. That, that's actually quite interesting. So I've got a question about it now. If that's how it works, would it work in Citadel at the end of time? Because, you know, that's at the end of time, so it should work. Does that mean that he's telling her this in, in either a branch timeline or somewhere in the sacred timeline? Because you know, he must have left at the end of time for this to be taken out. Yes, he must have. I don't know when this happened, but my personal guess is that Ravona helped him win the multiversal war. And they were talking about this at the end of the multiversal war, before the Citadel and the TVA had been set up. That's my theory. So the next scene, Judge Campbell, thinking after what B-15 had just said, if you want to actually know, you can go on to the actual episode. We're not going to go over every single bit of the episode. But she decides to tell the TVA to stop pruning the branch lines or the timelines, which practically she just made a really good move and saved the whole of humanity. No, yeah, she made a wise move. Or did she? What are your thoughts, Isaac? At this point, I was like, yay, stop pruning people. I mean, 
There are problems that come with not pruning people, which we will explore later in the episode. I'm not saying it was wrong to give the order. I agree with her. On the other hand, General Doxy, we can see she's a very high-ranking officer because on her collars, there are three roses. Now, in the United States, this the TVA use the American dating system and stuff. She has three rows on her collar. Now, in the US military system, which I, as I mentioned, the TVA is kind of based on, having three things on your thick would make you a lieutenant general. So we can assume that that's what Box is, a lieutenant general. So if you look closely, I've just circled in blue the logo. that She's got like a little pin logo of the TVA that we were just talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Something interesting that I just noticed in the original logo, you had the shield as the logo, and then within the shield, you had a time and a compass, saying that the the TVA's true purpose was to protect, and the sword was a necessary part of that. But on Dox's logo, the sword is bigger than both the shield and the time symbol, saying she values the sword more than the shield, that she values destroying the timelines more than protecting the sacred column. That's pretty observant. I, I um, never saw that. Yeah, the moral is, General Docs thinks we should keep pruning timelines, but Judge Gamble, sa- Judge Gamble said, I don't care, and told the whole TVA to stop pruning timelines. Loki, who we saw in the old war room in the past, suddenly time slips into the proceedings, just after Judge Gamble says to stop pruning branches. If you think about it closely, I had to think twice, was it actually the past? But based on the next scene where he prunes the thing, of course it was the past because if it was the future, the whole map that was with these timekeepers would be gone. So if you look closely, there's quite a bit of thickness. Maybe? I would say two inches. I think maybe about three or four inches, actually. But yeah. I think that Kang, like, he has all the time in the world. He doesn't need to cut corners in building. I think the fact that he covered up the mural instead of destroying it means that he plans at some point in the future to return as leading up publicly because like he led publicly then he hid behind the timekeepers i think he planned to lead publicly at some point in the future because otherwise i think he would have destroyed the mural to prevent something like this happening good observation yeah. anyway loki starts telling them about he remains and then mobius is like okay yeah loki come outside please and then loki starts telling Mobius about what was going on because Mobius saw him walk through the portal at the end of time, doesn't know what's happened since. He tells him about who he remains and how more variants might be coming. And Mobius is like, okay, we can deal with this, but first I need a Loki who remains because he needs Loki to stop time slipping. So he takes him to. I'll quickly want to point out before you go to the next scene that right here you can see the multiple versions of Kang. So that's what he looks like in the comics. He is similar to the suit Kang wears. In the comics, though? In the comics, that's what he looks like. Yeah, it's, this is more of the colour, you know, because they've changed the suit a little bit with the movie, theoretically, because, you know, they could have gone for the original colour, but they didn't. They went a little darker for the purple and green. But yeah, Kang was right in front of you the whole time, TBA, and you just, like, ignored it. I guess they assumed they were just soldiers. I don't know. Important scene, but it's funny. There's this scene, Loki time slips again, and then... Mobius, we have to fix that. I cannot keep watching that. Disgusting. It wasn't disgusting. Yeah. You, had, like, hideous. Like, you said it didn't look so bad. And Mobius, I lied. It looks awful. It looks like you're dying and being reborn at the same time. And Mobius like, I'm sure it doesn't look awful. And then Mobius like, yeah, it does look awful. Does it look awful? There's just like this random girl who's just been standing in the lift watching someone get like atomically decompiled and reassembled. It's Yeah, it's just a funny scene. 
<laughs> then they go down to repairs and advancement. And Loki asks Mobius, have you ever been down here before? He says, oh, uh, yeah, I think I have once. Oh, no, I don't think I've actually ever been down here. And then he meets Ouroboros. He says, oh, hello. It's Ouroboros. Oh, but you call me Obi? Oh, yeah, I call him Obi. Oh, how long has it been? 400 years. Oh, it feels like a thousand. I know. You know, he was the last person who came to visit me. So I thought, sad for Ouroboros. He's the last person he ever saw. And unless you class Miss Minutes, but I know. I, I probably wouldn't class Miss Minutes. That's really sad for Ouroboros. He is probably one of the best characters of the rest of the series. He only gets spotlighted the most in this episode, but he is great. He is a really good character. Just something you need to know here is that because obviously it was 300 years ago or 400, I don't remember. The TVA, the way it works, firstly, you don't age in it. Like Mobius would have looked like that 300 years ago. He doesn't age and their memories don't like fade either. So you could remember what happened 300 years ago. But the reason Mobius doesn't remember is he has had his mind wiped. Remember, Kang ruled openly, but none of them know that because Kang wiped everyone's minds. But the fact that Ouroboros remembers means that he has never had his mind wiped. Or he has, but not as many times because he was downstairs. I'm wondering how does he erase their mind now? Like, do, do do they all go in a single file to get their minds erased? Or does it like a beep or like a antidote something in their drinks? Maybe they have like a sort of, maybe a sticky lamp pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the lamp pie. You know what I don't understand also? Do they need to eat? Do they need to drink? Will they die otherwise? Boris doesn't have any. No, he says he doesn't sleep. I mean, one of the most crucial things to life. Not that I do it much. I mean, probably, maybe he doesn't need to eat, but your mind would probably believe that you do need to eat. And they'd like, feel really hungry even if, even if you didn't need to eat. So, Loki time slips into the past in this conversation. Loki tells Ouroboros to build something that can stop him from time slipping. Then Loki time slips back into the future, and Obi just suddenly has it because he built it like 100 years ago or whatever. It must have been before he met Mobius because you know he didn't know about the name Ob. Okay, yes, maybe five hundred years ago or something. And then Obi says, "Okay, basically, Mobius, you guys need to go over to the temporal loom and you need to activate this temporal aura reconfigurator, whatever it's called, and then Loki needs to prove himself." The chances of something bad happening to you are that it's not really bad. You can just get your skin peeled off. My skin peeled off? Wait, why, why do you say not that bad? Oh, it's not that bad compared to what Loki has to do. Yeah, and no, I, I have to tear every atom of my body from every strand of time ever. He's pulling yourself, wasting every bit of you from time. That work. And then the device that Mobius is supposed to be having will stop him from going into the void. It will make sure that he actually just goes back to the TVA. Mobius and Loki have like this big argument about who's got the worst fate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I might have to I might have to get all my skin removed. And I was like, hey, at least you live. What kind of life is a life without skin? <laughs> I know. I would rather violently tear myself from every strand from space than have my skin peeled off. What would you pick? Probably tear myself from space because if you don't have skin, you die anyway eventually. It's just a slower death. And yeah, you, know, you, you can't live without skin. I mean, literally, your skin takes in all vitamins, your skin keeps you warm. Your skin is one of the most crucial things. Thank you for listening to our biology lesson. That'll be £5.99. <laughs> then Ouroboros sees his light bugging. He says, Oh, stupid light bulb. I might need to get changed. He says, No, it's not that. We're just having power surges all over the TVA. 
what did you say? And uh, because that's not supposed to happen. Because we find out the TVA isn't just, you know, battery powered. It actually draws power from time. I don't want to know how that happens. When a branch is pruned, the energy is transferred to the TVA's temporal loom. But because there are so many branches not getting pruned, the TVA is going to melt down. And um, yeah, yeah. Obi's like, okay, we need to fix this. Otherwise, we're all going to die. And he says, okay, let's fix it. He said, no, once the doors are shut, we won't be able to open them again. And that means we won't be able to save you. And you might be lost in time forever. Mm-hmm. And then Loki and Obi is like, okay, we'll do it right now. We have to hurry. And then Loki time slips in and it's too but late. He says, he says, oh no, keep this with you. This is a thing. When Queen means Mobius succeeded and has to prune himself up. So as he's got a stick, he time slips. Yeah, we see he time slips into the future and he's wandering around in the TVA and he's looking around frantically for a way to find Mobius because he needs to prune himself before the blast doors close because then he will be pruned and Mobius' machine will be useless. Meanwhile, Mobius goes out to fix the loom. We're still with the yeah. machine. And when Obi is giving Mobius a suit, he says, oh, wait, wait, is this suit cracked? If you look closely, there's another space suit that you could have just given him. It probably wouldn't have been safer. But he just got some duct tape. Oh, fixed. He says, okay. And then he has to run back out. And then as it's so close, Loki keeps running around for a time stick. But he's in the future because he sees the word skin that Mobius wrote earlier. So it's a future. Now, he's about to be lost to time because he needs to prune himself before Mobius leaves the thing. Then suddenly he sees Sylvie. We don't know why she was there yet. And then just as he's about to say hi to Sylvie, someone prunes him from behind. Now, I know who pruned him. I'm not going to say who it is, because I don't want to spoil it for everyone else, so I won't say in the recording. Oh, I thought it was... Okay, so yeah, he gets pruned, and then they shut the last doors. They don't manage to fix the timeline, though. The TVA is still going to melt down. You see Ouroboros here. He's trying really hard to get back. Yeah. But he's not going to make it. It's depressing, sad music in the background. You've got really sad music and everything. But then Loki gets pruned, and... Gets hit. Yeah, falls right back through. How do you think yeah. Loki survived outside the loom without a suit on? How do you think he survived? I don't know. I think it could be partly because he's part frustrating, but I don't, I don't know how he gets away from the radiation. But the cold, he can get away from that because he's a frost giant. Because yeah. if it's out of space, Loki... it should be cold at least. Yeah, we see at some point Loki using cryokinesis, which is the ability to manipulate heat. There's a point where he freezes, oh, what's his name? The guy who controls the rainbow, or whatever what it's called. Heimdall. Heimdall, that's it, yeah. He freezes Heimdall using cryokinesis, so you could use the same thing to keep warmth in itself and not freeze. He can't freeze because it's frost giant. Me, yeah. the cold is effective, like Elsa. As for how he resisted the temporal radiation, I'm not sure. It could be telekinesis. It could be something to do with the fact that he was just ripped from time, meaning he can't be affected by time. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, that could make sense. The pruning stick, it wasn't just a normal pruning stick. He had that thingy that Old Ross made, which meant that it ripped him from all time, so it was slightly different. Maybe that means he can't be affected by temporal radiation because he's not a part of time anymore. That gets expanded a bit more in episode five, particularly. So those are some possible ideas. So next scene, we see Loki and Mobius. His suit is like withering away up here. But the duct, yeah. it's completely fine. The duct tape has not aged. Like there's all sort of 
in this like re- anti-radiation material and then the duct tape is just fine it is better yeah it is to top tva technology the duct tape is superior i, th- I think the best thing or or worse should update here is suits now just cover them up all in duct oh, tape it might make it look fixed, better yeah it would have been so much better and it's B15, and I don't know who the guy behind her is. It's probably another um, hunter. Mm-hmm. They're all walking through a door, a time door, with a whole lot of armor, bombs, and equipment. And what does B15 say? Do it, try to do it in the voice. No, I can't. I can't do her voice. Okay. Are they for Sylvie? She sounds like a little girl. She sounds really scared and sad in some point. If that makes yeah. any sense. And here we have the end credit scene. This is the only the end. episode that has an end credit scene. You see here, Sylvie just exiting the time door. This is just after she leaves the Citadel. Nineteen eighty-two. She's in Broxton, so that- Oklahoma. Something notable is that in the comics, Thor chose to build new Asgard in Broxton, Oklahoma. In the MCU. It's in somewhere in Norway or Sweden or something. In the comics, it was in Broxton, Oklahoma. And then it gets... Oh, I've read a comic about that, I think. Yeah, and then it gets completely destroyed by the God of Hammers. So this is technically an apocalypse, but that's in the comics, not the MCU. Okay. But yeah, it's a branch timeline. Yeah. So then they can't detect her on the main timeline. Well, I don't think she's worried about that anymore because the TVA isn't exactly looking for variants, so she doesn't need to worry. Sylvie decides to walk into McDonald's. So she says, how do I do this? The guy says, okay, uh, you just say what you want to order. We'll get it for you. Okay, I want it not dead, not possum, not rat, not badger. And then nothing with a face. Oh, and then he's like, well, you can try a new chicken McNuggets. Ironically, the chicken McNuggets oh. were invented this year. So they are just very new. Do you know, the reason why they use it, in the scene is because McDonald's and Loki did a team up because Loki was losing money on it. I'm not I'm not 100% about to say it, but I've, I've seen this on YouTube, so I'm going to guess it's true. And because of that, uh, McDonald's and Loki are teaming up. That's why they're using this place for Sylvie as her main bit. Yeah, you'll see McDonald's feature throughout the whole season. And then she looks at all the families being happy because she's growing up her whole life. She's grown up in apocalypses where everyone she'll ever meet always dies. So she tries everything. I want to try everything. I think that's why she has to end up working there to, you know, to pay for it. <laughs> that was just really nice. I like end credit. You. Yeah. So that is our breakdown of season two, episode one of Loki. Ouroboros. And we got to bring you our theories and our facts. Thank you for watching. See you next time. Thank you very much. Bye.